0: Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om, I bow to the Lord, Vasudeva. Joy to you, friends. We've, I've read you chapter 40, I mean stanza 40, I might as well read you 41, although it says just about basically what I've said before already. 41, in this yoga there is only that one direction with no polar opposites. The reasonings of the undecided mind, caught up as it is in duality, are endlessly variegated and ramified. 42, O Partha, Arjuna, fixity in the state of samadhi, or oneness with God cannot be theirs who cling to personal power and sense pleasures. Those whose discrimination is burnt, blunted by the specious promises of teachers who, ignorant themselves, promise heaven as man's highest reward, imagine that nothing higher exists." Well, this is the teaching that we've got to go beyond this. this thought that, many people, they think, well, I'd rather just climb a small peak. I don't want to go all the way to the top of Mount Everest. And so they climb a little peak of truth and they think, well, I've got what I want. Sooner or later, they will find that they aren't yet happy. There is something in the soul that keeps pushing you onward and onward. Ramakrishna had a beautiful image on that in which he said that a huntsman, who went into the forest to get wood, met somebody coming out of the forest who said, if you go a little farther, you'll find silver. And the huntsman thought, well, that might be good. So he went in and found a lot of silver, and he brought that out and uh, was able to get a good house and a good uh, 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 clothes for his wife and different things like that. And he did this for a while, and somebody coming from deeper in the forest said, well, that's not enough. If you go in deeper, you'll find gold. So the hunter went in farther, the woodsman went in farther, and he found heaps of gold. And so things were even better for him. And they kept saying, well, then you'll find, you'll go deeper, you'll find rubies. And he found it was so. Finally, you'll find diamonds. And so the search for truth is never satisfactory until, as Yogananda said, you don't, there's no end to evolution, but you go on until you achieve. Endlessness. Endlessness means you become everything and you know everything. And I had this very interesting repartee, you might say, or discussion, change of thoughts with Master, when you remember that, that account in which I talked about how a disincarnate entity tried at one time to gain possession of me. And I asked Master about it the next day. And he asked me to explain what had happened, and he said, well, these things happen, don't worry about it. And I was surprised because I had called to him, and I had thought, well, then obviously he would know, so I hadn't thought I needed to say anything. And I said, sir, didn't you, didn't you know? He very impatiently almost said, when you are one with God, you are God. That's all he said. <laughs> How do you put that together? He didn't know, and he did not know but of course he knew. He didn't talk about it outwardly. But there also, in, in keeping this little ego going of a master, he's inwardly one with God, but outwardly he's not thinking about uh, all the, the uh, um, infinite realities on a distant planet, let's say, in a distant galaxy. He's thinking of his body and his particular responsibility. So a master lives on two levels simultaneously. And on the human level, he was asking, me, but inwardly it was my contact with his soul that responded. There was a very interesting story of a woman, a disciple of a guru, who decided to go and see her guru. And uh, she came to a, a river that was in spate, and she was so determined to go across that she went into the water, but the water was too strong, and it started to take her away, and she was in danger of drowning when suddenly her guru appeared before her and took her hand and led her across to the other side. And uh, when she looked for him, she couldn't find him. But when she finally reached him at his ashram, she thanked him for saving her life. You know, he didn't know about it. He said, uh, what, what do you mean? What are you talking about? And so it is that my, my guru would have known instantly, but on the path of involvement involve, spiritually, the soul knows things that the ego doesn't know. In the case of my guru, he did know, but in the case of a less fully enlightened person, he might not know, but the soul would know. Many times I've found that I will tell people things in dreams that I have meant to tell them, but I, I haven't had the time or the opportunity to tell them. And they tell me, well, you told me this in a dream. I didn't know about going to them in a dream, but they had that dream. This has happened on quite a few times to the point where I know that there's got to be some truth in it. That my soul knows things that my ego doesn't know and does things that my ego doesn't do. We must understand therefore that even in our ordinary egoic and unenlightened state where we don't meditate and are just living for pleasures, there is within us the potential for understanding everything. When Yogananda was the headmaster of the first school he founded in near or in Ranchi Bihar, it was Bihar at that time. There he had a pet deer, and this deer, um, one time became very ill, and uh, it died. And Master was praying for the deer. It hadn't died yet, but Master was praying for the deer to be able to live because it was very dear to him as a human being. And the deer appeared to him in a dream and said, let me go, you're holding me back from my evolution. I'm ready to go on from this body to another body and to keep evolving. And so Master let the deer go mentally. And the deer, in his physical form, came and and, uh, uh, collapsed at his feet, as if kneeling at his feet. But the soul knows everything, even if that deer it knew that it needed to evolve. It needed to, the vehicle through which it was expressing in this world needed to grow to the point where it became completely self conscious. And so some people think, well, I'm perfect, so what does it matter what I do? But there is a level of truth within them, but the mafiosa doesn't know that level. The uh, butcher doesn't know that level. People who are living in, uh, immersed and drowned in maya don't know that level. God in, in them, the God within them does know it, but they don't know it. So we have to get this understanding by realization and not just by, by uh, dogma. And in this chapter of the Gita, it speaks of those lesser teachers who will tell you, oh, the truth is just going to heaven and having wings and flying around and uh, being happy. Truth is much more than that. Even the astral plane is not the final plane. There's a higher plane than that. The causal plane, where souls live only in ideas. This universe is so vast, all one can do is bow before it in utter awe. Joy to you.